0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 9th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris. You can follow me on Twitter at WilliamIsBill. Hope you all are having a wonderful day today. On today's show, we will cover the players that withdrew from this year's draft and will maintain their eligibility in college um, because the deadline for the players to make this decision was July 7th. Uh, So I figured this was a big news day. Uh, as far as pre-draft and news and noteworthy information to put out here. You know, basically to put it plain, we're talking about the college players that could have went pro but are taking their names out of the draft and returning to college. Um, The reason that players usually do this is because they're either going to get drafted lower than they thought or not drafted at all. Uh, It could be at the combine, the five on fives, and they receive poor measurables or they just have a poor performance at the combine. And those are factors as well. Another year in college should help them develop their skills, uh, the skills they need to succeed, although sometimes it would not help at all. And they would just be on a long journey to find success in the league, uh, in or out of the league, with the G League or overseas. Um, Either way, it's a road that most have to travel, unfortunately, uh, because it's 60 players drafted, Normally, if you're lucky, if 30 to 35 guys make it uh, and don't have to bounce up and down through the G League, uh, hopefully, I think it'll be 40 potential players this year that have a great shot. Hopefully, this draft class will you know, hit that or more. Uh, but three of these guys that we're going to cover, I think, definitely would have been drafted, not only drafted, but drafted in the 30 to 40 range. Um and you know, but I guess they just didn't get the information to be drafted as high as they would have liked. Um, so, we're gonna list off all the players that withdrew, and I'll get into a little bit more about the players that I like the most that withdrew. Uh, because, like we said, on July 7th, that was the NCAA deadline for early entry players to withdraw and maintain their eligibility. Uh, July 19th is the NBA deadline for early entry players to withdraw. Period, but that that'll be too late for them to go back to college. But you know, at that point, if they are making it past July 7th, they pretty much are willing to accept their fate. And if they don't make it in the league, they'll probably go to the G League. And obviously, July 29th will be the date of the 2021 NBA draft. I'm kind of breaking this down in tiers. Uh, basically, the first few guys I'm gonna name withdrew and they should have withdrew because they're not really on the level to be going pro right now uh, unless they were just thinking that their measurables would get them in there because their stats wise was not up to par so we're going to start off with Isaiah Mobley uh, the 610 big man from USC he averaged 10 points seven boards and one assist per game and those stats are going to sound very familiar Comes a lot of these guys are averaged around 10 points, uh, five to seven boards, a, a small amount of assists. Uh, and, you know, that's just not NBA caliber right there. Unless you're a freak athletically or a freak shooting the ball, y- your production needs to be a little bit higher than this for the most part. Uh, Cody Riley from UCLA, six foot nine, 10 points, five boards, one assist. Uh, Geo Baker from Rutgers, 6'4", 10 points, 3 boards, 3 assists. Terrence Shannon from Texas Tech, six 6'6", 13 points, 4 boards, 1 assist, 1 steal per game. CJ Walker from UCF, six eight, 7 points, 5 boards, 1 steal, 1 assist. Uh, Isaiah Adams also from UCF, 10 points, 4 boards, 1 assist, 1 steal. Uh, Fardaz A. Mac, from Utah Valley, six foot eleven, averaged fourteen points, fifteen boards. Those numbers do stand out, uh, but this is not good enough, you know, for someone that went to Utah Valley, uh, you know, because you have to measure off the charts, and they have to trust your production. Uh, when if you see someone averaging fourteen and fifteen, and they're returning to college, it's because it's the level of competition you play with uh, against. And, and they just don't trust him and they need more tape on you and if you' in his performance in the combine must not have stood out uh, to an extreme level because that would have prompted him up to the first round or late uh, late first round uh, early second. So for Dals I Mac I think that's a name to look out for. It's unfortunate that he's at such a small school small division uh, so it's gonna be tough for him though. Next is Doe guy. Uh, from Louisiana, six foot nine, averaged ten points and eight boards. Uh, Dawson Garcia, he's in the transfer portal right now. Uh, he'll be—he is six foot eleven, averaged thirteen and seven. Those are pretty good numbers, but depending on the team he goes to next year, that could really help him get drafted into the first round if he can put up those type of numbers or better. Uh, and with the level of competition, will suffice the experts. <laughs> Uh, next we have Remy Martin, Arizona State. He averaged 19 points, three ports, four assists. Those are good numbers. Uh, and he basically averaged that the last two seasons. but for him to get that news twice in a row that to pretty much put up those numbers twice in a row, at a good school to go back again, I don't know if he can top that next year. I don't know what they're looking for him to do, but you know that's not the greatest of signs. But so he might as well go back to college, and and he's gonna have probably a tough route in the league because most people averaging 19, 3, and four should be a top thirty-five pick, maybe forty at the latest. Um, Worth Alatish, Worth six foot seven, averaged uh, ten points, eight point six boards, two assists, one steal, one block at Oregon State. Uh, Hassan French, six foot seven, out of St. Louis, nine and seven. Deion Stroud, Fresno State, 6'5", 12-4, 1-1, and 1. and Jaden Shackelford from Alabama, 6'3", average 14, 4-2. And, and Alabama's uh, been putting out a lot of talent lately. So if he repeats that year, he'll probably move up in the draft. <clears throat> so those are some of the guys that I think they re- are return- returning to college, and I think they should have. Uh, just because the level of production is not high enough. The, the For the most part, their school is not high enough as far as caliber of talent they're playing against. And at the combine, it clearly didn't work out for them. Uh, for this next tier, I think it's guys that are more 50-50. Could have went, could not have went. Uh, but obviously it's going to improve their stature to go back. It should at least. Uh, we're going to start with Hunter Dickinson, uh, the big man, seven foot one from Michigan. He averaged 14 points, seven boards, one assist, and one block. Those are good numbers. Those are good enough to get you drafted, but that was in one year at Michigan. <clears throat> so hopefully he can repeat that or increase those stats. And I think next year he'll be in a lot better position. Uh, up next, Ron Harper Jr. That name may sound familiar. That's right, the son of Ron Harper, former NBA player. Uh, it's Ron Harper Jr. played for Rutgers, six foot six, averaged fifteen points, six boards. Uh, those are pretty good numbers as well, but they just need to be repeated and increased. Hopefully, uh, if you're not <clears throat> at, if you're not in uh, March Madness, you're not at a top five, top ten school. They need to see it more than once. Uh, Kendrick Davis from SMU. 5'11", 19 points, four boards, seven and a half assists, one and a half steals. Those are tremendous numbers. Tremendous. He should be in the draft. He should be drafted highly. But he went to SMU, and he's 5'11". These draft experts, scouts, all that, they hate that. If you, <laughs> They hate if you're 6'1". So if you have a 5' anything in your height, uh, yeah, you're going to have a hard time. So, but Kendrick Davis clearly is very talented and he's just going to have to take the harder route to get to the league unfortunately. Uh, up next Kevin O'Banner, 6'8" from Oral Roberts. He averaged 19, 9 and 1 uh one assist and almost one block per game and he went he plays at Oral Roberts. We have another guy on this list that plays at Oral Roberts and they clearly get no respect because they the talent and the stats they put up are first round worthy, but they're getting no love, and they both are going back to college. We'll get to my other guy in a little bit. Uh, up next, Julian Champagne, six foot eight, Saint John. He will be one of the best players in the Big East next year. He averaged twenty points, seven boards, one assist, one steal, one block per game. But that was just in one year of greatness. So they're looking for him more than likely to repeat those efforts or improve upon a couple of other things. I mean, because anyone can improve their game. You know, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, every year, every off season, they look for ways to improve their game. So even though their stats may be great, uh, like, like I said, 20 points, 7 boards, 1, 1, and 1, that's really good for a college player. But if he can go 18 or 20, 7 or 8 boards, and get those 1, 1, 1 up to 2, 2, 2, or Three, two, one, or you know, somehow improve upon the little things that the scouts are looking for. That's going to improve your draft status. It's not always about points. Uh, Devontae Jones is next. Six foot one. He's a Sun Belt Player of the Year at Coastal Carolina. He will be in the transfer portal, and he has chosen to go to Michigan. That should help him out a lot, especially if he excels at in Michigan because. They do not trust the Coastal Carolina stats. You know, he averaged 19.7 boards, three assists, three steals per game. He's just unproven at a small school. And his height is at one, which they don't like also. So he had all the knocks against him. And he is at least looking to improve upon that by going to a bigger school, bigger division next season. So hopefully that will help him out. Uh, up next is Ochai foot 6'5", from Kansas. He's a great defender. Uh, it could be a first-round pick next year, averaged 14 points, four boards, two assists, one steal, uh, and he's at a great school. So he's just going to need to repeat that production, probably get a little bit better offensively because he has a defense down. Uh, so he's a name to look out for. Uh, Tyson Etienne, six foot two. that's a name you've heard before, I'm sure. He's from Wichita State. He averaged 16 points, three boards, two assists, one steal. But he just had that one great year. So hopefully next year he can repeat that, get his team a little further in March Madness. Uh, Like I said, this college year was crazy with uh, the pandemic. You know, we had some teams just shut things down, uh, whether it was March Madness or in their division tournaments. So I believe next year, fingers crossed, all things go well. We will see a lot more players uh, get more time to shine. And I think that's going to help them out a lot. Uh, up next we have Isaiah Wong, six foot three from Miami. He was an All ACC player last year. He averaged 17 points, five boards, two assists, and one steal. Once again, just the one year, but he's got good height, uh, good talent, offensive production. Uh, you might want to get those assists up, and that, that's probably his only thing that's knocking him really, uh, in my opinion. Uh, up next is Coffee Cockburn. He's seven foot from Illinois. Tremendous stats, 18 points, nine and a half boards, one block, and he's had two good years at Illinois, but still, in all the projections, you don't even see his name in the top 50. I have no clue why, but clearly he needs to develop a little bit more in every area, but those stats stand out like, oh, that should be a first-round pick. So hopefully next year, he will do everything the scouts have said and his coaches have said, and you know, it, may, it it could just be the little things and improve upon that, and he'll be in the first round next year. Up next is Trevor Hudgens. He was a Northwest Missouri State uh, prospect. He was a Division Two Player of the Year. He's six feet tall, averaged twenty points and twelve uh, boards and four and a half assists. Um, wow, those that, that are great, great, great numbers. Uh, the knock on him: six foot tall. <laughs> the knock on him, Northwest Missouri state. I've never even heard of that school. So, but he, that's going to be hard for him to do any better than that, but hopefully he can just continue to develop. But when you go to a small school and you're short, you have a really, really long, hard road to get to the NBA. So that's kind of my second tier of players. Uh, as far as they could have stayed, they could have went, um, uh, This guy, I think he's probably in a tier of his own, Uh, Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, That's another, you know, son of a former athlete. Everyone knows Scottie Pippen, top 50 player of all time. Uh, Been in the news a lot lately (laughs) because, you know, he has a book out and he's been taking shots at everyone left and right. (laughs) But his son, Scottie Pippen Jr., played at Vanderbilt, averaged 21 points per game, three boards, five assists, and two steals per game. And he basically just has to prove it again next year. Uh, sometimes when you're the son of a former great, uh, it can help you, but it also can hurt you. So, you know, teams are going to want to see him do it again because last year he averaged 12 points, uh, which I mean this is the year before he averaged 12 points and this year he averaged 21. So that's a big jump. So they want to know if that is a fluke. If he's gonna drop down next year, if he's gonna go up next year, you never know. But clearly he has the talent and I think he'll be in a good position if he just does what he does does what he did last year and hopefully can improve upon things. So Scottie Pippen, he's kinda in a league uh, of his own on this list because he's not really in the fifty fifty tour tier. I think he should have been a little bit above that. But he's not necessarily in the top three either, which I'm going to address now. So um, those are a lot of the list of the guys that are have withdrew their name from eligibility and are returning to college. Up uh, These next three, I think they are top 40 players for sure in my book. Uh, and they easily could have been drafted and drafted in a pretty good spot, pretty good team, but they want to improve their stock even more. So that's why they're going back to college. They got some news that they didn't like. Just like everyone else, but these guys are already top 40, so they just want to be top 20 more than likely. First, we're going to start with Marcus Bagley. Yes, that name is familiar. You know his brother, Marvin Bagley, played for the Sacramento Kings. A uh, bit of a different type of player than his brother, uh, more of a small forward. He's a 6'8", 215 pounds from Arizona State. He averaged 11 points per game, 6 boards, 1 assist, and 1 steal. He's a really good 3-point shooter. Shot it almost at 35%. He can go to the rack or be a knockdown shooter. Uh, He can spot up and shoot the three. And that's what this league is looking for all the time. All the good teams are looking for a good spot up shooter. Uh, So he would have been a highly sought after prospect, especially that you would be getting late. And by late, I mean from the 30 to 40 range. That's That's like a free, good role player instantly that teams would take advantage of. Uh, so, I, in my opinion, he definitely was a top 40 prospect, but if he comes back next year, maybe he can be a top 20 prospect. And, you know, he's just in a position where his brother is, like I said, rich. He plays for the Sacramento Kings. If he was in a position where he didn't have money, he may would well be forced to go to the league and just accept the role and the team that he gets. But he is fortunate that his brother has money, so... I'm not trying to dig into his brother, Marvin Bagley's pockets, but clearly he's an NBA player currently. Um, So he doesn't, his brother does not have to go into a situation. He doesn't have to go into because they're not struggling for money. I'll just say that. (laughs) So Marcus Bagley, I had him as a number 38 prospect as of now. And, you know, it's three more weeks into the draft. So that could have moved up or down a little bit, but I think he's somewhere in that 30 to 40 range for sure. But, now he's going back to school. So hopefully he improves his game. Up next, uh really a fan favorite of mine. I guess I'm calling myself a fan, and he's a favorite of mine. <laughs> but we're gonna go with Johnny Jusang, the six foot six shooting guard slash small forward from UCLA. He averaged 16 points, four boards, one and a half assists, and one steal per game. Shot at 35% from three. And let me tell you, this guy is a pure pure shooter just about every shot he made not only went in but was all nets i mean his middle name should be swish that's how you know he's a good shooter they weren't just bouncing around clanking in luck shots this guy can shoot the ball uh if you wanted to a, a shooter late in the first round in my opinion he was your guy he can go to a team looking for every team's looking for shooting really but like you look at guys like danny green every team that's in the hunt wants Danny Green. <laughs> he may not perform like they want in in some aspects, but for the most part of his career, he's been that three-point shooter to help teams uh, in the end. And that's that's highly sought after. You know, Danny Green is on this downside right now. He's still making $15 million a year. And, uh, you know, it just it's no coincidence he has three rings because the teams that are looking for championships are looking for that shooter. Uh, but he could even fit on a team like New Orleans. You know, they lost Jay... Jay Reddick, Johnny Juzang could fill that role. And, you know, he's a lot cheaper, a lot younger, uh, but he's a great shooter as well. Uh, He is withdrawing from the draft, in my opinion, because of his bad performance at the combine. I wasn't too worried about that because shooters can shoot. Like, if you have bad performance at the combine, that doesn't negate the fact that you're a great shooter. Uh, But, you know, the combine, the 5 on 5, he just did not shoot it well. And apparently he got some information that he did not like, and he will be returning to school. So that's really sad and disappointing to me. In my opinion, I had him as the 29th best prospect. I think I had him 27th in my first mock draft. He was probably going to be 29th in this mock draft. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to take him out. Um, But when he does go pro, which should be next year, I think he's going to have a really long career. Uh, like, his ceiling could be Clay Thompson levels. This guy can shoot the ball. But if his floor is Danny Green, like I said, that's still 10-plus year uh, career in the NBA. And a great pick for a team. So, you know, it's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate because I, I really loved him as a prospect. But, I mean, as far as this draft. But as far as himself, hopefully it's what's best for himself. And he can improve his draft style. Because he should be a first-round pick. So if he takes one more year, he moves up 20 spots, that's worth it. Uh, last but not least, because he is my favorite prospect, so he's definitely not least, uh, is Max Abness, the 6 one guard. He's 165 pounds from Oral Roberts. We mentioned his teammate earlier uh, from Oral Roberts. Like I said, Oral Roberts gets no love at all. <laughs> Max Abness was the nation's leading scorer. The leading scorer in the whole college basketball, and he has to go back to college because they don't trust him. That's just messed up. Uh, but he averaged 24.6 points per game and four assists per game. The knock on him is his height and his weight, uh, 6'1", 165 uh, pounds, and his school, or Roberts, <laughs> obviously. So he had three huge knocks going against him. So when he went to the combine, he really needs to – uh, show out, perform amazing, impeccable, perfect, basically. And he did not do that. He did not perform well, which is unfortunate because I think he's a gamer. Yeah, you may not play well to the Combine. Even in the five-on-five, five, it may have looked, might have looked a little shaky. But in the league, give him a chance. Give him a summer league. Give him some practice. This guy balled out for Oral Roberts. In my opinion, he's out there looking like Damian Lillard. Uh, you know, <laughs> Damian Lillard was, you call him Logo Lillard? You can call him Logo Max Admins. He was out there, he, uh, with crazy range. He has a, in my notes, I have, he's Dame-like with a weird form. His form is a little iffy, but it goes in. I mean, it's not a bad form. It's just a little bit like, hmm. But, I mean, he looked like Dame out there. His, uh, like I said, his only knocks are his height in school. I think he, his game can definitely translate to today's game. Uh, but six-one guys, uh, you know, it's harder for them. Like I mentioned earlier, most of these guys are either six-one or haven't developed uh, their game in some way, and that's six-one or, or smaller. Um, he just has to perform better next year in the combine because he can't play much better than he did this year. Uh, the combine in the five-on-five, because, like I said, nation's leading scorer, twenty-four point six points, four assists per game. That's that's great, and like I said, if you see someone that looks like Dame, that's what you want. This is the NBA is different than the NBA was seven eight years ago, so I really like Max Adams. He was my twenty fifth uh, ranked player. Most people did not have him as that. Most people had him thirty five or worse, thirty five to forty five. But in my opinion, I'm not knocking him for the school uh, or his height. Any of that. If I see a baller on tape, that's a baller right there. And Max Adams was a baller. So, you know, those are my top four guys. I'll say I'll go ahead and put Scottie Pippen in there. Scottie Pippen, Marcus Bagley, uh, Johnny Juzang, and Max Amos. Uh Guys that I'm disappointed that they had to go back to school for another year because I think they deserve the chance to make it in this league. Uh, very talented players. And like I said, it's not over. They still have a chance to make it in this league. They just have to go back to school for one more year. Uh, So that I just thought this would be a great exercise uh, and great news and noteworthy show because you don't hear a lot of people talking about the guys that withdrew and are going back to college. It kind of gets swept under the rug. This information actually was kind of hard to find, Uh, but I, I managed to get it together for you guys. I figured it would be a pretty interesting show. So I hope you enjoyed it. You know, if you like the show, please comment, subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. And, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at WilliamIsBill. Thank you so much all for listening. Truly appreciate you. I'll be back with you next time. Thank you. Peace.